Got a great big hand this morning. Give God some praise. Amen. Excited to see each one of you guys here. You made it through the rain and the storm. And uh, so we're glad to see you here. And for those that are online, we're also glad uh, that you have connected with us here today. Um, again, uh, we welcome you into the house. If this is your first time, we're so grateful uh, that you chose to worship with us here at Cross Church uh, to spend this Sunday uh, with us. And so we don't take that uh, for granted. Yeah, give our first time guests a great big hand for being here uh, today. Um, I'm Pastor Vincent. They also call me... That's me. And so uh, we're jumping into this sermon series. Uh, first, before I do that, uh, it, it's a hard act to follow. Uh, last Sunday after Joy preached such a wonderful message. Give her a hand again for that. All week long, I've been, I've been asked, when is Joy going to speak again? Is she going to be in the rotation? You asking the wrong person. Amen. I would have her up here way more than she is. You got to, you got to, talk to her. So, so we hope to get her up here uh, more often, but, uh, but we, we had a great time. And uh, so this week, we're going to pick back up this series on uh, prayer that works. Say it with me, prayer, prayer. that works. So for the last few weeks, we've been talking about prayer. In week one, um, we asked uh, the question that the disciples asked, Jesus, teach us, Lord, how to pray. And so we talked about in week one how that prayer is about relationship uh, with God, that prayer is about having the right attitude, being in the right position, uh, and having the right expectation. That is the nutshell of week one. Week two, uh, we talked about uh, how to pray like a righteous man. Um, because uh, we know what James says, that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Simply this, that to pray like a righteous man means that, that uh, we are in right standing with God, and that means that, that uh, our prayers are aligned with the will of God. Uh, that, that when we pray, we're just not praying what we want, but we're saying, God, what do you want? And, and I want to make sure that my prayer, my request is lined up with your will for my life. Week three, now we talked about the power of persistent prayer. Uh, we looked at Daniel who was praying, um, uh, and the Bible says he prayed for 21 days because he was troubled. Uh, and in and, 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 and that message, we talked about the fact that you can't give up on your prayers. Um, just after one day, you, you just can't give up. You got to keep praying until you hear from the Lord. We also talked about uh, that when you pray, you have to have confidence when you pray. You have to have confidence to know that God can and he will not only hear your prayer, but he also will answer your prayer. And then we, we talked about uh, in that week three that you have to be patient because help is on the way. That Daniel prayed, um, but, but the, the, the help was sent on day one. But it didn't arrive till day 21. And so, and so we, we started uh, in that third week, we started the, the 21 days of prayer that we are in right now, praying for something specific in our lives and also praying uh, for our church. Just quickly, how's that going for any, any, everybody? Is it going good? Anybody doing it? Amen. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just checking. Um, but uh, but we, we hope that that's going uh, well for you. And remember, you can't give up. You can't give up because God hears you and uh, God has an answer for you. So today, um, what we want to talk about is prayer. We want to talk about prayer. Uh, prayer has the power to change things. Prayer has the power to change things. Um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. 
familiar passage of Scripture, um, Ephesians 3 and 20. Uh, this, this particular verse is at the conclusion of a prayer uh, that Paul prays for the church at Ephesus and a prayer that he pl- prays for us as well. He simply prays that, that, uh, that, we will under, that we will know and ascertain the power and the love that God has for us. Uh, that we will understand, verse uh, uh, 18, how, how deep and how wide and how, how awesome uh, the love uh, of God is for us and that we will live in that love of Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for our sins. And then he concludes with verse 20. If you have it, say, I got it. All right. It's on the screen. He says, now, he says, now all glory to God who is able, everybody say able, through his mighty, mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That through his mighty power at work within us, he can accomplish infinitely more than we can, than we can even ask or think. Father, thank you for this time to spend together with you. We thank you for your word. And we thank you for the opportunity to have access to you through prayer. God, in this moment, I pray that you will still my troubling hearts and that you will calm our thoughts. God, that you will focus us on you and only you right now. That uh, in this moment, God, that, that we, we bask in your glory and we receive what you have for us today. So I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start with a question. It's not a rhetorical question, so I want feedback from you and even you online. I have my phone here, so if you want to comment in your answer to this question, please do. But I want some feedback uh, from you guys this morning. The question is simply this, why do we pray? Are you stumped? You don't know, okay, somebody should have something, amen? Something. Why do we pray? Just just for help and strength, spit it out. The right relationship with God, to thank God. Why do we pray? For answers. That's it. Well, what? We need the amen. Come on. Come on. Thank you. I'm finally glad somebody was honest. Amen. We need something, right? We need something, right? Right? It's communication. There, there's various reasons why we pray. We don't pray out of obligation, right? We shouldn't, Right? We don't pray simply because it's a religious practice. We should not. We don't pray just simply because mama said so. That was good when you were were little, right? But somewhere along the way, uh, it should have become more than that. I have three declarations for us as to why, uh, why we should pray. Put the first one up. I want us to read this together. Uh, here we go. I pray... Because by faith, I believe... Wait, I'm not only one reading? Oh, okay. Oh, you got mask on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, all right. All right, let's start it again. I pray because by faith, I believe that God is all-powerful and can change things in my life. All right, here's the second one. Put the second one up there. Here we go. I pray because by faith... I believe that what I am in need of, only God can provide. And here's the third one. It's a little bit longer. I pray 
Because by faith, I believe that not only can God supply my needs, but he can exceed my expectations and blow my imaginations. Amen. Somebody should give God praise for that, right? Amen. Those are simply just three. There's many other reasons and uh, other declarations we can make, but those are three specific declarations that I want us to really just allow to soak in uh, this this morning. Um, because it, the idea is this. If, if at the baseline, we don't believe these things, then prayer simply will not work for us. We don't believe that, that, that God can make changes happen in my life. Prayer will my prayer won't work. If I don't believe that, 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 that what I am in need of, only God can supply, then my prayer for the need, it simply won't work. If I don't believe that not only will he supply the need, but as Ephesians 3 and 20 says, that he has the ability, he is able to blow my imagination and to exceed my expectations, then there is no power for prayer to work in my life. So, this morning, we're talking about power to change things. Here are a few things that I believe that prayer, based off of Scripture, can make change and can change in our lives. The first one is this, that prayer can change God's mind. That prayer can change God's mind. Somebody's like, whoa, whoa, PV, what do you mean? Prayer can change God's mind. That the prayer of the righteous, remember righteous meaning that my life, my, my prayer is in alignment with God's will. I'm, I'm, in, I'm walking in, in, in alignment with God. That prayer has the ability to change God's mind. I know what it says, and I know what it's been said, that a woman has the prerogative to change her mind, right? right. I don't know where that's been written. I don't have any scientific proof of that. Um, I, I don't know. But what I do know is that when we pray, we have the ability to persuade God to change his mind. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32. Moses has led the children of Israel out of Egypt. You remember, as soon as they got out of Egypt, they were happy. As soon as they got to the Red Sea, they were complaining. Right? You remember the story, right? Complaining, Moses, you brought us out of here to die. Here come Pharaoh, we're going to get killed. Moses prays, and God says to Moses, what's in your hand? He says, a rod. Moses stretched out the rod, and we know the story. The, the sea parted, and they walked on dry ground. No sooner they got on the other side of the Red Sea, they were complaining because, God, we hungry. There's no food out here. God supplies manna. They complain because the manna only lasted for the day. They couldn't store it up. They complain about that. They, they complain, God, we don't have any water. God supplies water. They complain about that. Now, in, in Exodus chapter 32, they're at the foot of the mountain. Moses has gone up into the mountain. He's having a conference with God. God is giving him the, the, the Ten Commandments. At the end of, of Moses getting the Ten Commandments, God says to Moses in verse, I believe, number seven, he says, Moses, don't you hear your people? The answer God says, your people, right? He's, your people right? They down there, they down there making a, a golden calf uh, uh, that they're worshiping. He says, you know what, Moses, here's the deal. I've had enough. They've been complaining since I got them out of Egypt. I heard, remember, they had been praying for hundreds of years, right? God said, I have heard their prayer. Now I have sent you, Moses, to deliver them. Now they out and they complaining. Come on, does that sound familiar? Okay, that's just my life. Okay. All right. 
So, so he said, I'm destroying them, Moses. I'm going to wipe them off the face of the earth. I'm going to wipe them off the face of the earth. Moses begins, the Bible says that, that he, he prays and he pacifies the Lord, trying to persuade him not to do this. Moses' persuasion was based off of the fact he said, God, it is out of your character to go against your own will. You delivered him. You didn't bring him out to destroy him. And so it it goes on that that Moses prays his prayer, uh, and, and, and he makes his case before God. In verse 14, which is on the screen, it says, so the Lord, there it is, changed his mind. I'll give you another example. We, we're familiar with Hezekiah, King Hezekiah uh, uh, of Israel, Judah, right? King Hezekiah, 2 second, second Kings 20, 5 through 6. Uh, the, uh, the enemy, the, the Assyrians are, are, are about to overwhelm the kingdom, take the kingdom over. Uh, God, again, has had enough of, of their sin, and so he's allowing the enemy to press up against them. Uh, 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 now Hezekiah, the king, has become ill. God sends Elisha to King Hezekiah to tell, basically, King Hezekiah that this sickness you have, you're going to die, and the, and, and the nation is going to be over run by the Assyrians. Uh, no, uh, Elisha, can you imagine having to give that news? And Elisha just, I mean, uh, not Elijah, uh, uh, Isaiah, he just bolted. He left, right? He's like, you're going to die. The nation's going to be destroyed. I, I've given the message. I'm out, right? Right? The Bible says that immediately Hezekiah began to pray. He began to pray. And he said, Lord, don't, don't allow this great disaster to happen to us. He said, don't, don't allow the, the Assyrians to come and destroy us. He said, he said, I need more time, Lord. He said, he said, don't allow me to die. Give me more time. And before Isaiah could even leave the confines of the premises, God speaks to Isaiah and tells him to go back and tell, tell King Hezekiah that I changed my mind. He said that the enemy won't overrun them. And in fact, he said, I'll give you... Hezekiah, 15 more years to live. Here's what I want us to see this morning. Here's a summar, summation. God never changes his goal. His goal is the redemption of mankind. God never changes his character. That he's a loving, and he's a compassionate, and he's a, a merciful, that he's a wise, that he's a sovereign God. He, he does not change those things. However, God can change some particular details in response to our prayers when we pray and we call him out for his character and who he is. Simply this, friends, there are some situations in your life that, that, that God is willing to be flexible enough to change his mind if we are willing to pray. Sometimes we just give up. It's just the way my life gonna be. Come on, you know, you know, somebody done said it. It's just the way I was born like this. I come from this family. <clears throat> come on, somebody, right, right. My 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 father was like this. My grandfather was like this. All my uncles. I'm just destined to be this way. Right, right. Friends, prayer has power to produce change. And that change can happen even in the mind of God. Here's the second one. I'm going to be real quick this morning. So, so, uh, the joy. 
Joy. Yeah, some of y'all didn't hear that. She said, mm, mm. I have the capacity to be quick. Amen. I know these, these, these messages over prayer have been kind of long, so I said, you know what, I'm, on, I'm just going to get to the, to the point. I was listening to a, uh, a podcast yesterday, and it was talking about the fact that, that uh, why do we use so many words to say what we could say in a small amount of words, right? right? Like the point doesn't change by the number of words you use, right? Right, but we feel like we have to keep going and keep adding on to it, right, to make it. And then by that point, the the point has been lost because now you've talked so much, people can't remember what it was that you just said. Kind of like now you probably just forgot what I just gave the point because I'm talking too much, right? All right, all right. <clears throat> Prayer can change God's mind. Here's here's the second one. This is one we're most familiar with. Prayer can change our circumstances. Could change our circumstances. That, that, that's probably the most, the biggest prayer that we pray is God change my circumstances, my situation. You know, the thing I'm going through, the thing I'm dealing with, uh, my, my circumstances. God changed my circumstances. Let me start by saying this. Three times in the Bible, the Bible confirms that God can do anything. Genesis, God sends three, three angels, stop by Abraham's house. To confirm to him again, Abraham, I know you're old. I know it's been a while since the last conversation, right? This, this is not verbatim out of Scripture. This is, this is PV, uh, a little bit add-on, right? I know you're old, but guess what? You are going to have a child. You're going to have a son. Sarah, who was not a part of the conversation, but overheard the conversation. You can take that wherever you want to, right? Sarah overhears the conversation, and she hears them say, we're going to have a child. And in her mind, she says, we're old. This is not going to happen. And she thought it was so ridiculous that the Bible says she just started laughing. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And, And immediately after that, the angel's response was this. Is anything too hard for God? Let that again. Anything too hard. Because, because you think your circumstance is too, is too big for God. Okay, I'm, I think sometimes my circumstance is too big for God. If, if we didn't, that's, we wouldn't be trying to fix it ourselves. We, we obviously think God can't handle it because we pray, but then we get up and then we try to figure out how to fix it ourselves, right? Instead of waiting Instead of waiting patiently on him. Okay, second occurrence is this. Um, the second time it, it, this, this is mentioned, Luke chapter 1. The angel, again, comes to Mary. Mary, this is again about a child, comes to Mary and says, Mary, you have been, you have been found highly favored among women. And guess what? You are going to have a, a, a baby, and this baby is going to be the Messiah, the one that has been promised to come to change everything in the world. And you're going to name his name Jesus. Of course, Mary's like, how's this going to happen? I'm engaged, but I haven't been with a man. You know, I mean, I don't know a whole lot, but I know, you know, that's not how it works. Right? Right? Um, And then he begins to explain to her uh, uh, that God will will touch you, place a seed within you. But this is what he says to her. He says, because nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. It's impossible for God. Here's the third time. Jesus himself confirms it. 
Matthew 19 and 26. He says, Jesus, who knows God better than anyone else, says it himself. He says it this way. He says what God, now the other two ways said nothing is impossible. Jesus says, but with God, all things are possible. So think about your prayer that you're praying. Think about your prayer that you're praying. Do you believe that nothing is impossible for God? That, 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 that your prayer is within the realm of the possibility of God to not only answer but to produce change in your life. We have three witnesses here that give us that. But not only that, we see throughout the Bible. We see throughout the Bible examples of when people pray that their circumstances change. Uh, we remember Jonah. Jonah, right? God comes to Jonah, tells him, look, uh, I want you to go to Nineveh, preach, uh, because I, I, wanna, I want to change these people's lives. Jonah said, Jonah said, like most of us, I'm not doing that. I don't like those people. I'm prejudiced. I actually, God, would rather you destroy all of them. That's basically what he was saying. That's what he wanted, right? So Jonah runs. Um, and the story gets, long story short, Jonah, uh, because God wasn't going to let him get away, he ended up finding himself in the ocean, well, swallows him up. Now Jonah is living inside of a well. Don't look. We just talked about all things are possible, right? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't want to experience it. All I know is that Jonah was in the belly of the well. The Bible says Jonah prayed. He cried out to the Lord after, th- after three days. He said, Lord, you got you to deliver me from, from this. And he said that the Lord heard me. And here's what he said, verse 1. He said, then Jonah prayed to the Lord inside the fish, verse 2. And he said he cried out to the Lord in great trouble. And he, there it is, say answer, answer. answered me. He said, I called to you from the, the land of the dead, and the Lord heard me. And we know the story that the, that the well in essence, I don't know what, what better way to say it. He threw Jonah up, right? Yeah. Threw Jonah up, right? More examples. We just talked about Moses praying, parted the Red Sea. Um, anybody remember Joshua, great warrior of, of Israel, leader of Israel, as he was taking uh, the promised land? It said one day he was in a battle, and, and, and he knew that this was going to be a tough battle. And, and he knew that as long as the sun stayed up, they had a chance to win. But, but if, if the sun went down, that, that it was going to be very difficult. So the Bible said that Joshua prayed to God that he would cause the sun to stand still. Now, can you imagine that? That's a change of circumstances, right? You imagine it's 10 o'clock at night and the sun is still shining? Right? He changed the circumstance. Right? I'll give you another example. Daniel, we talked about Daniel last week. He prayed, God, what? Shut the lion's mouth. Right? Remember Hannah again? She wanted a child. She prayed. She was barren. What did God do? He changed her circumstances and he gave her a, a son. You remember the church? Uh, Peter had been arrested. He was locked up. It said the church gathered and they prayed. And before they could finish the prayer meeting, Peter was knocking at the door change of circumstances, right? Friends, friends, you can fill in your own blank in your own life of when you have prayed. God's changed some circumstances in your life. Prayer has the power to make change in our lives. Here's a summation. Prayer can change a circumstance. 
But you got to believe that God is able to do what you're asking him to do. Some of us are afraid to pray because we feel like it's impossible for God to do. Because it's outside of our realm of control, right? It's outside of our comprehension to understand. Ephesians 3 and 20. He can do what? Beyond what you ask and what you can imagine to think. All right, here's my third one. So, somebody might be asking, well, PV, I've been praying, but it doesn't seem like God is changing his mind. It definitely doesn't seem like my circumstances are changing. I, I feel like this is a waste of time. I've been praying, nothing's happening, nothing's changing. You're just telling me, PV, uh, that, that when you pray, it has the power to change things when nothing, nothing is changing. Well, I, I, I beg to differ. Because when you pray, this is my third and my last one, when you pray and when you don't see the, expect, the, the expectations of your prayer happening, this is what I believe that is changing. Yes. Prayer has the power to change you. Yes. See, see we, don't, we don't think about that part in prayer. We're praying, asking God to change circumstances. We're praying to ask God to change his mind. But, but, but how often do we pray to say, God, change me? And, and, and most of the time, we're missing the change that, that's, that can be happening within us because we're too busy looking for the change in our circumstances. Look what the Bible says. I'll give you some examples. That prayer can change us to become more dependent on God. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12. Uh, uh, this is Paul, same writer of Ephesians. He said, look, I, basically Paul's saying, uh, we don't know exactly what Paul's issue was. He said, but I had an issue. I had a, he called it a thorn in his flesh, some type of physical condition that he felt that if God would remove, it would allow him to serve God more and better. Makes sense, right? Why wouldn't God want to remove something that was holding Paul back from being able to do more work from him, right? But, but the Bible says, Paul says, look, I prayed three different times. He said, I begged the Lord to take it away. I begged him to take it away. And he said, each time he said to me, my grace is all you need. He said, my power works best in weakness. Now, let's stop right there. That, that does not comprehend to us, right? Power, weakness. How does weakness produce power? Power should equal strength, right? But God says, my power works best in weakness. So then Paul says, look, I'm glad now to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Verse 10, verse 10. He says, that's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults and the harshness and the persecution and the trouble. In other words, I take pleasure and pride in my circumstances that I am suffering for Christ. For when I am weak, that's when I'm the strongest. Okay, somebody's like, I don't know about this, PV. <laughs> so you might have discounted the fact that the thing that you've been praying for God to remove might be the very thing that God has allowed to be in your life so that you could become dependent on him. 
I, you know, I, I, I don't know what y'all are praying specifically about. I, I, can, t- I can share you kind of general. I'm not going to tell you all my business. I'm going to tell you, like, exactly what I'm praying about. Right? Right? But, but basically, my prayer has been, God, remove, remove my wounds and my weights. My wounds, things that, that, that have been painful, that have caused hurt over periods of time. My weights are the things, the sins that are, that are holding me down. God, remove my wounds and my weights. Remove my wounds and my weights. You don't need to know what they are, but I, I just, I, I, me and God talk about what they are. But you just need wounds and weight, the two categories, right? This past week, as I was praying that, I did, I read my devotion, and that particular scripture came up. And it began to challenge me to say, I've been praying for God to heal my wounds, remove my weights. But what I have not considered is, that maybe my prayer should also include, but God, if you don't heal them and if you don't remove them, right, then God, give me the grace to not only live with them, but give me the grace to allow out of my weakness your strength to be manifested. Reality is sometimes we want God to remove stuff, and God is saying, you know what, to be perfectly honest, if I took that away, you wouldn't pray. Oh, I'm, I'm being too real. This like too real. Like, this, this is the truth, right? We wouldn't pray. We, we stopped coming to church. We stopped reading our Bibles. We, uh, we, we would say we're Christians but wouldn't really live the Christian life. Sometimes the circumstances are to get us, one, to depend on God. But here's another reason what circumstances can cause. Prayer can change us to become more confident in God no matter what the outcome will be. Daniel chapter 3, right? Three Hebrew boys, right? Nebuchadnezzar uh, creates this golden image. He says, when the trumpet sounds, everybody needs to bow down to this, this golden image of King Nebuchadnezzar. Trumpet sounds, everybody. Can you imagine people everywhere just all bow down? And then way out there in the distance, there's three, three Hebrew boys. Like, are they, are they just real tall? They just, they only need, no, they, they still standing up. And so the Bible says that the punishment for not bowing down was to be thrown in the fiery furnace. So they, they, get, they get the three of them, bring them to the king, and they said, King Nebuchadnezzar tries to give him another time. He said, look, when the trumpet blows, I need for y'all to bow. They said, no, we're not going to bow. We're not going to bow. We're not going to do this. The Bible said Nebuchadnezzar got so upset. He got so upset, he told them to turn up the heat on the, on, on the furnace. And look at what they said in response. They said, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace. The God whom we serve is able. Everybody say able. Got to believe that he's able to save us. Says he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. Verse 18. They, they were still respectful. Don't you like that? They're still respectful, right? Verse 18. He says, but even if he doesn't, that's the prayer we don't like to pray. God, this is what I want you to do. But even if you, if you don't, says even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, <laughs> right, that we will never serve your God or worship the golden statue you have set up. 
That's the prayer to change us. That God, I know you're able. And God, I, I know in some way you will. But even if you don't, I'm not going to change my faith in you. I'm not bowing down to what the enemy puts in front of me. I'm not bowing down to the pressure uh, of, of whatever this, this, this obstacle or this circumstance is. I will stand strong because I know that he is able and I know that he will, but even if he doesn't, I will still stand for him. Okay, here's the third one. Here's the third one. Third part of that. It'll change us to be more dependent, change us to be more confident, change us to turn in a new direction and be like Jesus. Remember David? David sinned with Bathsheba. He got the verdict of his sin. Psalms 51, the whole Psalms 51 is about David's prayer of repentance. What does David say? He said, Lord, give me a clean heart. Renew a right. In other words, Lord, clean me up. Because I've been worried about you fixing the circumstances, but guess what? Maybe the circumstances will get better when I get better. Anybody ever consider that? Want God to change the circumstances and make that better, but we still jacked up. And guess what's going to happen is, as long as we still stay jacked up, we're going to go into the next thing, and we're going to mess that up, and we're going to be praying for God to change that circumstance too. I'm just saying. He said, give me a clean heart. Clean me up. Give me a right spirit. Align me with, back with you, Lord. I, I've been off track. I, I've been going in a different direction. Turn me back to you and, and let me walk in alignment with you. Friends, I pray. Here's, my, here's our last one. Put that up, the, the last declaration. Read it with me. I pray... Not because I always get my way. Stop right there. Right? Got to let that sink in. Just let it sink in. I pray not because I always get my way. All right, let's go. But because by faith, I believe that God is the way. Man can come. I'm done. Our prayer this morning should be, Father, I know that you can change things. Father, first, change me. Because when you change me, I can deal with the circumstance. I, I I can deal with what's happening. You change me, and my eyes as Hebrew says, a fix on Jesus Christ. Then come what may, just like the three Hebrew boys, I have the confidence to know you can do it, and I know in some way you will. But even if you don't, God, that still doesn't change who you are in my life. Friends, as we, as we close the day, Are you praying, expecting, and believing that God will, will produce a change in your life? These last couple of weeks, and as we enter into the last week of the 21 days, I ask you, 
to maybe shift a little bit of your prayer away from just praying for God to change the circumstances. But to consider maybe that what you are dealing with and what you're going through, maybe God is trying to produce a change inside of you. And to say, God, God, you know my circumstances, you know what I'm going through, you know, know what it is that I need. But God, show me, show me what you want to change inside of me. Every head bowed. Take this moment to just think about that. To let God in this moment possibly speak to you as far as what he wants to do in your life. Maybe the change is that he's trying to change change you to, to depend on him more. Not yourself, not others. Maybe the change is that he's trying to, to get you to turn away from the weight of those sins in your life that, that you've been that you've been that you've been wearing and you've been allowing yourself to be held out with. Lord, change us today. Align us with your will. Show us your way. Give us the confidence to know and believe what, what Romans 3.20 says. And now unto him, to you, who is able to do exceedingly above what we could even possibly ask or think. By faith, let us believe that today. And God, I pray now that as you, as you cultivate hearts during this time, someone here might need to make the change by entering into a relationship with you. Let that happen now. God, somebody here might need to enter into a change by saying we've been out of fellowship. We haven't had a connected to a church body, a church family. God, let that change happen now. Maybe somebody's change is, is that they're ready to, to release the weight of sin and they're ready to, to profess that, God, I, I want to be free today. God, let that change happen here. We know you can fix the circumstances. Not worried about that. But God, fix us so that we can be what you desire and have designed for us to be. Son, Jesus' name, amen.